This is episode 17 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week, we talk about Sony's new NGP, we play the demos for Crisis 2 and Bulletstorm, Anthony has a new game for us, and we play Graves. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Podcast. This is episode 17. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. I'm Mitch. And I'm Nick. As I said, this is episode 17. I guess that's one more than Sweet 16, one less than yes. Dirty 18. <laughs> so, R-rated movies but that's now. R-rated. Yeah, that's R-rated movies. Yeah, right? we can see R-rated movies, and I don't know if there's really anything else we can go do at this point. No, I think that's the only oh. thing you get at 17. Yeah. In so. Canada, you qualify for dog sled ownership. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, that's even better than that's seeing movies and R-rated movies. Is that real? Yeah. Or are you just making a joke? <laughs> I'm making a joke. We would have did believed you, you. Did you actually think that was real? Yes. Why, we why would not? have believed why you. You're like 15 here, so why not dog sleds at 17? <laughs> Your land is okay. strange and foreign to me. <laughs> well, How would I know? They have like, like, you know, metal like slicing through snow. I mean, in, to, in Canada, just like Texas, to get the respect of the pact of the pack of dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, in Canada, just like Texas, where everyone just assumes we ride horses everywhere. <laughs> I just assume people just ride on sleds places. You don't? No. no Canada no. is Russia with better food. Dang, that's. I heard that somewhere, and I just thought that's going to be a little harsh. We only hated the French. Now we're hating the Russians too. Russia has three enough problems. <laughs> I'm gonna start. We should start uh, bagging on Latvia. Man, fuck those guys! <laughs> Didn't we make a joke about that on a smooth few thing, and then a couple of Latvians got mad, and we were like, "No, it's because we have a big fan base in Latvia. We think it's hilarious." Because why? Yeah. Was a shout out to you guys. <laughs> it was yeah. It was an episode of Web Zeros. There's like Ty does yeah. a shout, shout out to Latvia or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well, we're pretty much just going to jump into game news. The big news um, from this week, and I guess came out today, was uh, Sony's new portable system, which is not going to be called the PSP2, apparently. It's going to be called the NGP, which, unless that's just a code name, kind of like... I think it's a code, it's a code name. name. That's the, that's a code name. I, think, I think it's a working title. Working Interesting. Title. So that, that, to me, that says that it's not going to be called PSP2, if they're not just saying it. Right. Mm. I mean, is that reasonable to assume, or am I crazy? Well, no, no, I mean, maybe it'll, it'll be, maybe it'll go sideways, like, you know, the PSP Go, and they'll come up with some other. Maybe they'll call it the Xbox 720. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the P- And then Microsoft is sitting there just like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what now? But yeah, um, I guess that the details people know about it from looking at images and stuff, the screen looks ridiculously sexy. Like the That's screen what I keep is, hearing is like the screen. Yeah, it's an OLED and. Which is the same thing that iPhones use or iPads no. use? Which one is it? Or they no. don't have them yet? It, OLED is in a bunch of Android phones. Okay. I yeah. think it's that people want iPad 2 to have an OLED screen. Maybe that's and it's also, it's also multi-touch, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And there's the supposedly... Yeah, yeah. Um, and supposedly uh, there's going to be two models, one with 3G and one without. Right. So both have Wi-Fi, I believe. Yeah. So it sounds like they're really like 
directly trying to compete with the iPhone. Yeah, it does. It does. And then, yeah, Anthony, kind of what you just said, that they use cartridges, which is pretty wild. It sounds like it's taking on everything. It's trying to be everything to everyone. And that's it's kind of, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it says proprietary flash-based memory, so you know it's not going to be like a universal memory card. It's going to be like... Yeah, it's Sony. That's yeah, it's their Sony. thing. It's proprietary. I wish, they would get, I wish they would get off of that. It seems to me like just use the thing that they already use for the PSP, but... I don't know. It seems to make sense. Yeah. No, no. The, oh. the whatever. Oh, the, the, car, the card you mean, yeah. yeah. Memory stick. Duo memory stick. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the Sony. The yeah, Sony. the Sony thing. Just stick with, yeah. at least stick, if you're going to stick with a proprietary thing, at least just stick with right. what you've already been using. <laughs> so that the people who already have a, a PSP aren't yeah. entirely screwed. Yeah. Um, I, feel like, I feel like if they just went with like an SD card, yeah. I think they would sell more units. I mean, don't you? Well, also, they need to like reassure people that <clears throat> digital stuff is going to be day and date. Yeah, I, you know, or I guess it doesn't matter anymore if they're just not even going to support UMDs at all. Yeah. Right. Now, from looking at now, from looking at everything, the what everyone keeps saying is that the graphics on it are incredible. Which, as we talked about kind of last week, that the rumor was that it was going to be as powerful as a PS3. I mean, I doubt it, but from what I hear, that I guess uh, Kojima showed off MGS4 on it. Um, and they it were shooting off really Uncharted. Yeah, and that it had really good frame rate and that it looked incredible. So everyone looking at it says that the graphics on this thing look pretty unbelievable uh, for a small handheld, which is pretty cool. Um, it, it admittedly gets me excited about it. What I would love to see, and we're, we're going to try not to stay too long in the, on the NGP, yeah, you know me, system, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Broken. Broken. Nice. <laughs> Broken. Take a shot. I was also I was it was either going to be that or a joke about the Final Fantasy GP, but you know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you you went gangsta. I went yeah I went you know old school but in a different way um, with it. And we talked a little bit about, like about this last time, and we're not going to talk too much about this because Nick's it's going to be part of Nick's game later. Um, but the thing that I th- could be really interesting is that if they really could do something with PS3 versions of games on this thing to have even better connectivity with the PS3 than the PSP currently has would be incredible. Because to me, that was the coolest feature about the PSP. And one of the coolest features about the PS3 is the way you could, they could interact with each other. And I would love to see some kind of feature where you could stream a PS3 game from to this, which I, there's kind of some of that functionality with the PSP, but to see it done like this would be even cooler. Mm-hmm. You know, some kind of sling box thing for your PS3 to... The NGP PS3 uh, games. That would be pretty cool. That would yeah, be it, that would turn it almost maybe into a buy for me, depending on the price. That's <laughs> interesting. It, it would, it would have GameStop had like a nine hundred ninety nine dollar pre order. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that was a, a place. Yeah. They, they took it. They Worst took it down. Guess though, ever. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then uh, what's his face? Um, one of the, they would lose one of Nick's games with those kinds of guesses. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of uh, one of the Sony people today said it's not going to be five ninety nine, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is going to have Ridge Racer. So <laughs> <laughs> I do love jabbing it at old Sony, and by old Sony, I mean that really weird Sony that existed for about two or three years. Yeah, after the PS two. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the I mean the the specs on this thing look incredible. Like. And I realize that specs only matter so much if you don't have hardware or, or what I mean, software, or whatever. But 
still like it's a quad core processor with a quad core GPU. That's pretty nuts. Pretty right. handheld. <laughs> yeah. The fact that it has two dis- two two the dual the dual sticks is a big plus for me because I hated the controls on the original PSP. Every time I borrowed it from somebody, I'd be like, I don't like this at all. So yeah. that's that's pretty. That little nub of an analog stick. The, the fact yeah. that it can do all these different things, like you know, it can play like an Uncharted game, but it also has like all the the, the touchpad and the other kinds of stuff, so it can do those DS and iPhone types of games. That's what's intriguing to me because, like, literally, like it has the potential. I'm not saying it's going to be, but it has the potential to literally do everything that all the other ones can do. Well, yeah, so, and from what I've heard, I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but I've heard, especially in, especially the Uncharted <laughs> demonstration, that they were yeah, I watched the video of it. Really clever use of the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. From what I I've heard, I didn't see that part of it, but that that sounds intriguing. Yeah, that they were actually using the touchscreen in a really clever way to enhance kind of what you were already doing with, you know, with the controls of the game. So, I don't know. Could be pretty interesting. It's definitely, uh, yeah, it's it's it, what's caught my eye. I don't know if I'll ever buy one, but it's like I'm looking at it with like, hey, ah, didn't see you sitting over there. So, the the thing is, is you we we see all these rumors for the uh, the PSP phone, right? <clears throat> And then there was like, I think there was actually like a demonstration of like what the PSP phone is going to be like. I feel like after this, especially if it has 3G, like why do a phone as well? Yeah. Aren't you going to eat your own sales? It seems like you would. Well, I think the phone is just like, they're just going to add it to the Android. Like, you know, where like there'll be a special version of the Android that has like the controls for like a PlayStation thing, but it's still just basically an Android. Yeah, that seems really gimmicky to me though. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't like it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're yeah. just trying to have their cake and eat it too. Probably. Now, will this it, one it be able so... to have Skype? Because the PSP, you could have Skype on it. If this could have Skype on it, that'd be pretty badass too. That would be cool. If you could do Skype over three G, and if it was kind of like a Kindle thing where you actually didn't have to pay for month to month service, you just always had three G as long as you had the device. That I think could the reason be that pretty well. I don't know if that would happen on the PSP though. I mean, it, it would be cool, but but I think the reason it works on the Kindle is because Kindle books, like, <laughs> you can get a thousand page book. But they're and tiny, be, right? Yeah, it'll be like a meg. So you would think that yeah, you would have to. But still, I mean, even like okay, let's say you get you get the PSP. It has Skype. You can run it over three G, and you don't have to sign a plan or whatever. You just it's kind of like the iPad where it's just like thirty dollars a month. And then you don't have a plan. You don't have to pay for voice. You just pay $30 a month. And I mean, yeah, it's just Skype. But I mean, it could work. You know, like it could be an alternative to signing a two-year contract. I have a, I have a thought that I want to give. But I, I'm wondering if maybe I should save it for the game. Because <laughs> Nick requested before the podcast that we don't get too in-depth about the NGP. Yeah. Um, so, but I have a kind of a, a thought on what I. Well, yeah, just just say, but we can uh, we can table yeah. the discussion and then we can uh, pick it up again later. Yeah. yeah, put it out there. Yeah, yeah, cool deal. So I guess moving along, um, Mitch was going to talk a little bit about Dead Space too because that came out. And Jeff, I don't know if you've started playing it yet because you've been doing Little Big Planet too. But I know Mitch, yeah. you finished it, right? I held off on yeah. Yeah, I kind of asked both of you uh, questions yeah. at the same time and then just let you fight for it, apparently. I won't yeah. say this, <laughs> this is a Wild West draw, Jeff would have won. The <laughs> answer. Uh, no, I did, uh, I did finish Dead Space 2 today. It took me about eight hours. So by current standards, that's really freaking long, considering most games are like four hours. But anyways, um, it was really good. Jab at Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's a game in space that's actually good. Uh, and you can use the force in a fun way because you can have telekinesis and uh, stasis. Anyways, it's really good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just broke the podcast. Now I know how it feels. Anyways, it's really good. Like, um, I like the first Dead Space. I, I had some problems with it. Like, I thought the pacing was pretty bad and it was pretty, it was really long and really repetitive. But this one, they just got, they got it, like, they got it perfect. Like, there's not a, I can't think of a single complaint with the game. Wow. That I that good? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. No, no. Did, you, yeah. did you jump wow. into multiplayer at all? Or? I, I did try out multiplayer. I rented uh, Dead Space 2, so I only got two days to try the online because it didn't come with an online pass. Oh, it was that after thing. Those, yeah, so like that, I was kind of pissed off because it like comes up and it's like, if you, ha- if you have the online pass, please enter it now or do the free trial or pay us $10 to access online. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks, EA. <laughs> So I gave it a try. Uh, it was okay. It was, it's kind of like Left 4 Dead versus mode where the humans are trying to mm-hmm. accomplish an objective and the other players as the necromorphs are trying to stop them. Playing as a necromorph is pretty interesting because there's several different types which are basically like similar to Left 4 Dead. You've got like the one that vomits, the one that uh, is oh, a really? long Is attack. that shameless? Well, yeah, I'm probably not doing it any favors the way I'm comparing it, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah, because the videos just look oh. like Left 4 Dead to me. Yeah, well, you've got the necromorphs have each they each have distinct roles they fulfill within the game, and you have to use them in conjunction with the other player. And if that sounds like something else already out there, then draw your conclusions. <laughs> well, the the thing that I hear about Dead Space Two is that it's I hear that it's a lot scarier than the first because the first one relied on kind of pop out jump scare you yeah. yeah all the time, and that I've heard that Dead Space Two plays with its pacing a lot to you know because sometimes it's just the fear that something's going to happen, but then it won't. And then, yeah, that it's not just jump scares. Yeah, there's a lot of parts where you, like, expect something to jump out and scare you, and then nothing will happen, and then something will jump out and scare you, but it'll be, like, a sprinkler system going off or, like, a, a door closing or something. You're just, like, it, it's, re- it's really nerve-wracking. Well, like, there's one, part, there's, there's yeah. one part where you, like, walk down a hallway for, like, ten minutes, and nothing happens. See, that sounds terrifying. You know what? It does. You know what, Mitch? It's it funny does. that you were saying that you say that because I was actually thinking they should do. That's one of the things that I thought of in my head. I'm like, they should do something where like nothing happens for a long time just to fr- mess with you. Well, because it would. Yeah, it, they did that. It would just build and build in my mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It it actually does that a lot, but it doesn't. It manages not to feel contrived by the end of it. Like the 10 minute one is the longest example, but there will be a couple ones where you go by for like maybe like 30 seconds, a minute, and like nothing happens. And then, like, something will jump out and try and attack you, or something will fall over. And yeah, it has uh, the opening chapter of the game is probably one of the best I've ever played. It has a really strong cold open. Hmm. So, yeah, right I'm, from the get go. I'm running where the demo falls in the game. Did you play the demo at all, or do you know? I did. I did. Um, the demo is actually like only a couple hours in. Okay. Hmm. So it's not like the not beginning a- of the game, yeah. No, it's not the beginning of the game. It's not. It's sort of the middle of the game. It's because uh, you have to swap discs. So I thought of the swap disc point as the halfway point in the game, which I think is a pretty safe assumption. But oh, it's it, it occurs like it's two discs on the 360. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I, I I didn't realize it had that much content. But yeah, well, it it looks it it looks good and it runs like steady as hell. I only ran into one glitch with the audio, and that was it the entire time. So Mitch, so one you're of the gonna things say that I heard is that you um. Like it is, it plays with the pacing a lot more. But I, one of the reviews I read said that it was less scary to that reviewer because 
uh, except for the beginning when he's scat like scrounging for ammo. Uh, he's even more of a badass in this one, and it's just really easy to kill things. So you know, once you're over the initial fright, that it's just it's not scary because you're such a badass. Is that was that the case for you? See, I hit that point, but at the end of the game, I don't know what was happening. Like the game just was not giving me enough ammo and health to get by, so I had to like use uh, my telekinesis and the environment a lot more and like find ways to like. Uh, blow out windows to throw guys into space like ways to use ways to kill enemies that didn't just rely on my weapons because mm -hmm. it wasn't giving me a lot of ammo so you do reach that point where you feel like a badass but then the game sort of steps it back near the end mm -hmm. right, that's cool yeah i don't so know if i could play it <laughs> no. it sounds Dude, really yeah, awesome me, you can't play it like during that 10 minute walk you'll be like you won't even be looking at the screen by the end of it just because you'll be expecting something you'll be covering your ear yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm covering my ear and looking at the floor and just running and screaming. <laughs> so, so Mitch, ah! I know it's kind of easy to say. Because I was like a Wookiee. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's know. what you are. Last Sorry. week you were gay. This week you're a Wookiee. <laughs> next Maybe week you're gay. Yeah, I was about to say. Next, next week. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded, that sounded like, a, like a very unhappy cat. Wow. <laughs> Oh, sorry, wow. Nick. I just I interrupted. No, it's okay. I was just curious. I know that it's kind of silly to ask this on January twenty seventh, but uh, is it is it contender for game of the year for you, Mitch? I mean, do you I feel like so. at the end of the year you will think back to it the way maybe last year we thought of Mass Effect or the year before we thought of Resident Evil, where we're like, it, yeah, it was at the beginning of the year, but it's I still remember how amazing that game was after everything we've gone through. See, it's funny. I was thinking about this when I beat the game, how I'm going to score it, because I liked it a lot, but I don't know if it's an S game. Like, mm -hmm. I really, really liked it, and I have no faults with it, but I don't know. I think it's definitely going to be in the top 10 for sure, but based on what we're getting for the rest of the year. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, you got to kind of pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could be like completely flummoxed by Uncharted 3 later on, or. Well, now, um, what I was going to ask is. Like the jump from Dead Space to Dead Space Two, would you consider it like the jump from Uncharted to Uncharted Two or Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed Two? Like, is it quite that much of a jump in quality, or would you say it was maybe a little bit less? I'd say it was less. Like the original Dead Space was good. I mean, it yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, it is really solid. It didn't need the work that Assassin's Creed did. That's true. So I'd I'd say it was like more of just like. Dead Space 2 just is like uh, the, a really refined version of Dead Space 1. Like they cut out the stuff that wasn't good and they just made the stuff that was awesome even more awesome, which oh. I know sounds cliche that's and probably like something IGN would have written. But X-Men <laughs> 2 versus X-Men 1, maybe? The movies? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it, it sounds like Uncharted to me too a little bit. Because like, I know that we like throw, we're like, oh, the jump from Mass Effect 2, or maybe Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2. Just the uh, because I'd, I think I'd say but I'd say that's a more apt comparison. Okay. Yeah, because Mass Effect was a great game to begin with, and then you just go to two, and it's like just far beyond what it was before. Or even though the first one is still good, it's more portals. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like Assassin's Creed is. I mean, that is the poster child for like improving, completely yeah. turning around. I don't count Red Dead because it was different studios, and like even though it's the same... Different gen. It, and it's a totally different game. I mean, they're they're not... Yes, they share yeah. the name, but they're not the same series. No, not so, at all. Yeah. 
No, but I really, I really like Dead Space too. They change uh, one thing I want to mention. They changed the zero G in the old one. You uh, did like a point and shoot. You would point at a surface and just go straight to there. But in this one, they give you thrusters, so you can fly around like Iron Man. So whenever I had a zero G section, whenever I had a zero G section, I just fly around. (laughs) I was messing with that in the demo. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Um, I like that. I also read that there's actually they've already announced a DLC that's like involving characters from the prequel. Uh, I don't know when it's going to come out, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if they end up supporting it with as much DLC as some of the recent stuff. That could yeah, be that'd, interesting. Be inter- that'd be interesting to see because like, uh, Dead Space has a great universe. I'd love to go back, and the gameplay mechanics are definitely fun enough that I'd like to continue doing stuff in it. So, Kudos to them for making a good game. So it's not going to be like Alan Wake where it has a weird ending and then the DLC? No, well, actually, actually it, it, it has a uh, after-credits audio clip. which uh, So it's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, <laughs> it's the Patriots. Is it, yeah, is it is it Ocelot calling uh, <laughs> calling Isaac? <laughs> nice. Well, I actually really like the idea of of side story DLC. Like the Enslaved DLC is incredible. I actually think it's better than the the main game, and I really like the main game. Yeah, I've um, heard that. I've heard that that DLC is really really good. Yeah, so I like. I actually was excited when they said that the first piece of DLC is going to be side story stuff. That's that seems like. To Seems me, like that the means, best spot to explore with DLC. Yeah, yeah. It means that your main story is like complete in and of itself. Yeah. You don't have to shoehorn something. Like, you don't have to pull the Assassin's Creed bullshit where you're like, look, it's a deleted chapter. You or play. Wake with this. Look, it's the real ending. Okay. <laughs> now, I like, no, that being said, I do like what Mass Effect 2 did with Lair of the Shadow Broker. But oh, that isn't was that great. more of like a coda or like a short story that like. Yeah, that's true. You know, the, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I, I, a coda is like, a good word for it. And for me, it felt like an, a, a good epilogue to Mass Effect 2. It's yeah. a great yeah. so epilogue. It's like a, a story that's complete in and of itself. Actually, oh, sorry. Actually, you know what it is? I, I don't even know if it's an epilogue to Mass Effect 2 as much as it's a prologue to Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, because they true. they did say it would carry over. So that's like, a good it way feels to put very it. like the first, like the prologue of a novel. Yeah, and then you're like, like a like you know Game of Thrones or something, and you're like, oh shit, okay, something's happening here that's going to matter to me. Yeah, in 500 pages, you know what <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we're in four or five books. Nice, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, since we're getting a little bit off the topic from Dead Space Two, I guess we can go ahead and jump into the next topic which is um, the two game demos that came out this week, which were Crisis 2 and Bulletstorm. Um, I didn't, admittedly, I didn't have a chance to play. I started downloading Crisis 2, but it was huge. It was 1.8 gigs, and it was late last night. So I ended up downloading Bulletstorm, and I got to play it for a little bit, but then it froze and crashed on me. So, and then at that point, I was like, eh, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. <laughs> so, but what I played was, the thing is, I've had almost no interest in Bulletstorm, just because it seemed like the best way to describe it to me from like what I've seen is that it just looked like shooter porn. Like, <laughs> like that's just like the only thing I could use to describe it from, from what I had seen in previews. Cause I was like, it just looks gratuitous over the top, which I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it, that's just what it looked like. It's just straight up like shooter porn. Like all the, the negative, whatever perceptions people had of shooters just put in one game and just, Kind of like this generation's like Duke Nukem or something like, right? Like just to hell with it, and you know there it is. And from what I played, it was it was actually pretty interesting. I did kind of wonder, I would I was curious about how the mechanics of it would work 
and not get old later because I kind of felt like mm. I was doing some of the same combos. Even in the five, ten minutes I played of it, I was like, yeah. okay, kick a guy, shoot him in the head, throw him. Lasso maybe. him. Yeah, yeah I felt yeah, like I was I doing could, the same I, handful I of things. Out how to do that. I mean, I, I'm assuming like from, from watching the video at the end of the demo, it seems like you get more weapons and more, more powers and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, later on, that makes it easier to do. But yeah, I mean, so when I read when I read that it was going to do that, I was like, "Oh, it's the the Mad World mechanic." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's oh, you're exactly right. I was thinking of that, yeah. that third person shooter, the club, um, uh, which no one played. But um, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to I think. Like, of, I was like, "Is that the John Woo game?" <laughs> like I was trying to. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like you're right. It's Mad World because like. As I was playing the demo of Bulletstorm, I was I was sitting there like, there's going to be a point two or three four hours into this game, like if I buy it, that I would like I just want to kill these people and move on. I don't want to have to do 14 different things to them just to shoot them in the head. Well, yeah, can you imagine how long that would take you, like to, to kill every single enemy and just be like, okay, I'm gonna throw them. Now I'm gonna shoot them in the balls. Now I'm gonna, yeah, like, now I'm gonna it, slap his mother. <laughs> like, <laughs> Call him dick. Yeah, like that's why I couldn't get into. Like I was fun watching my friend play <laughs> Mad World. I watched my friend play Mad World, and I was like, "This is really awesome." And then I rented it, and I was like, 20 minutes into it, I was like, "I hate this game." So, <laughs> I think I would, I think Bulletstorm is the same thing. I'm I'm giving it a meh. <laughs> See, I'm actually I'm actually impressed with it. Well, mostly because I had no expectations going in, so there's no way it could have gone under them. But I thought it was kind of interesting trying to like make up different combos while you're shooting people. And I I do see where it could get boring down the line, but I don't know. I thought it was just different from the like standard run and gun you see in those type of in, oh yeah, those yeah. type of first. Yeah, and I didn't. I don't deny that it was fun, even while I was doing the kind of stuff. And I was actually really impressed with how with how smooth it was until it crashed. <laughs> um, how smooth it played. Um, you know, but yeah, that was my main thing. I was always like, I'm already kind of tired of trying to figure out how to do stuff, and I've only been playing it for a few minutes. And I'm also yeah, curious how it. the multiplayer will work because there's no yeah. way it can keep some of those mechanics. Mm. Yeah, that's well, true. But you know that like those kind of perks and combos are are probably better suited to multiplayer in a way, not the slowdown stuff. Because yeah, that yeah, that's the thing is I don't know how they'd be able to do the slowdown stuff. And but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I also feel like you could probably just barrel through the single player and not do combos if you don't feel like it. Like I didn't give the impression because that's the thing about Mad World. I, I, from what I remember, it's been a while since I played it, but you had to do combos yeah. to, to get through it at, at certain points. I'm, I'm but, guessing but like, this would be the I, same. I, you're probably right. You can get through it, but what would be the point of playing that you just play a different first person shooter that's better? If yeah. You're not <laughs> combos, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I see what you mean. It's just like, I, I wouldn't you know, be like, well, why bother? you know i i enjoyed it like as you said i enjoyed it while i was playing it but i was like i was thinking to myself i don't know if i could take a whole game of this yeah i was i was a little turned off by the so the demo has like an intro movie that tells you how to play it and the the narrator is just like oh, bro God. dude <laughs> dude bro yeah. like, <laughs> fucking you, know a, how, man. you know what i was thinking it was like it makes it, it literally makes gears of war look like something like limbo <laughs> <laughs> heavy rain i mean like Wow. <laughs> no, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah, it makes Gears of War, because Gears of War, just, you look at, like, before I played Gears of War, I was like, that guy's got no neck, and he's probably just, but no, Marcus is kind of sensitive, and, you know, he's not like, he's not like a wuss, but you know what I mean? He's, he, yeah. he's, he's, he's helping human. out his friend Dom look right, for he's the helping girl. His friend, he's worried and about his And Dom's a wuss. Dom yeah, is Dom a pussy. Yeah, Dom, <laughs> yeah. Where's my wife? 
<laughs> but the narrator in this, he makes Marcus Phoenix look literally like 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 Kirby or something like that. I mean, it's great <laughs> is. the money. And it, and it's Steve Bloom. I don't know if any of you guys know who that is, but he, every gruff, gravelly voice guy, he does the voice for. But you said he was a uh, grunt was, in Mass Effect. He's 2? grunt in Mass Effect Two, and if anyone saw that uh, short-lived cartoon Wolverine and the X Men, he was Wolverine. Uh, yeah. See, it was, the game just to me screamed like, like I don't want to be the, one of those people that like pile on Cliffy B. I think he's, you know, he seems all right. You know, a lot of people pile on dude, him. Dude, huge. But yeah, I, <laughs> dude, huge. But I remember <laughs> there was um, one of the Spike Video Game Awards things. He came out on stage, and he was wearing his Gears of War shirt, and it was just to talk about Gears of War. And he stepped out on stage, and he's like, "What's up, bitches?" And it was so awkward. And it was real quiet. <laughs> he was like, "What's up? What's up?" And like, What's it was up? just, like, it was just so weird. But I love that he came out. And was like, "What's up, bitches?" Like, it's like this is what a, a really nerdy guy like, like thinks is cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think Cliffy B has a lot to do with the Spike Video Game Music Awards. I think they consult with him quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, no, they love this. Of him. Have everybody come out and call them nerds? <laughs> yeah, I think I've just about smoking pot. Like standing, yeah. standing there, just saying, "What's up? What's up? What's up?" Like waiting for someone to respond. Just like, um, not much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. All right. Well, anyway, we got a game show. <laughs> well, no, but that's what the, kind of the way Bullet Storm's narration thing at the beginning struck me. It was just like this. Just seems like that kind of like well, this is what really nerdy people think cool people talk like. It was so grating. I mean, yeah, I I guess they thought that it was a good way to introduce you to the mechanics, but I found it annoying. I would have rather played through that and gotten the mechanics. Because the actual level takes... Sorry, keep going. The the actual, like, if you play through the actual level, it takes, like, ten minutes to finish, and you're like, all right, that's the demo. Yeah, Yeah, I think I finished mine in, like, eight minutes, and they were like, do you want to play again? And I was like, no, I want to delete you. (laughs) Get you off my hard drive before you taint the rest of it. Nice. Well, we should probably move on to the Crisis 2 demo real quick um, since we talked about that one for a little bit. I haven't gotten to play it, so whoever has gotten to play it can chime in there. I got to play it, and it feels exactly like Killzone 2 to me. So, I think it feels like the bastard child of Call of Duty and Halo, which I which guess is Killzone. Killzone. Which is Killzone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think like, as I, I was playing it, I was just like, no, this feels just like Killzone to me. But doesn't that mean you like it? Um, yeah, but... Okay. It, it, it is, broken. It is, okay. broken. Yeah. It is like, broken as hell. It is a broken ass demo. Is it really? Actually, yeah. it's a yeah, it's a beta. The hit detection oh. is totally off. Yeah, oh thank God. Okay. And the melee? Like, Why am I not good at this? <laughs> I got meleeed as I was on the lower level and someone was higher than me. I'm like, what? Yeah. Do or like I'll run by a guy and you can like if you like sprint and hold crouch, you can like do like a power slide. So I'm like power yeah. sliding by a guy and he melees the sky and it kills me. <laughs> like they, See, they have the they have the Call of Duty kill cam, like and I'm like dying I die and it goes to him and he like sees me slides by, looks at the sky, does the melee and I die. Did he say uh taste the sky, bitch? No, he's like, What's up, bitches? <laughs> What's up, bitches? What's up? No, but Mitch, you're absolutely right about that. And that was what I was gonna say before we started podcast is i don't like multiplayer demos because it, a demo is kind of a pain in the ass enough like learning the controls and figuring out what you're going to do learning them on the fly with some you know 12 year old has been playing since he got off of school earlier that day <laughs> and is like head shooting you you know like sniping you from behind it's no fun like you you just die constantly and it's like i don't it's, it's hard for you to enjoy the game if you're constantly dying it so. that also seems to me like that that like really stacks the curve 
um, against you when the actual game comes out if you didn't play the beta because you're like, oh shit, you know, all those twelve year olds have been playing for three months and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could do that. Once yeah. I got the hang of it, I did, I did start to like it a little bit more, but it's another one that was just like. Just from the demo, I don't know if I'd like it. I have to wait and see what the reviews say about the single player campaign and stuff. But it was, it was, it's decent. You know, it's not. Yeah, that's special. what I'd say. It's decent. It's got everything everybody hated about Halo Reach. Though you can go invisible at any time. You can uh, sort of do armor lock. Now you did do, you can oh, do didn't ground they ground. talk mad shit about everybody else's yeah. games though? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, well, they it's did, the, and then they just made everyone else's games. So it's the guy yeah. that wrote the story talked mad shit about it. So he, he was no, very. The, the president of the company. The president of the company did. Too. See, I thought it was just yeah, the, they the all got together. Guy. No, a couple of them were. <laughs> they were like, "Sub bitches, games suck." <laughs> <laughs> well, now the the P, like there was no PC demo of Crisis Two, was there? Nope. No, which it was is, Xbox exclusive, which is kind of weird. That is kind of weird. You know, it, it makes that's me a, that's wonder. That's a really good way to piss off PC gamers. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they. I don't know, because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to know anything about programming or network code. Um, but it makes me wonder if jumping from PC to console, because it's different, dedica- going dedicated servers to, you know. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming they weren't, they're not doing dedicated servers on consoles, but I could be wrong. But it makes me wonder if, because you were talking about the hit detection being off, you know? Yeah. I don't don't know if that's an error in the network code or. It took me a couple minutes to find a match, too, which I was surprised about. I thought there would be, because there's only like, you know, like 12 people in a match, I think, or something like that. So I thought it would be really easy, but it took about 10 minutes of waiting there to find somebody. So it it started to bring me into it, and then it kicked me out the minute it started. So I think there are some issues they're having with their, you know, network or servers or whatever. Hmm. Interesting. I'm I'm just. it It was fun. Yeah, it was, it was perfectly average, but the graphics were really nice. I mean, they weren't the greatest I've ever seen, but they were pretty good. Has a lot of draw in. That kind of pissed really? me off. Whenever you spawn, everything's low res, and then as as you go on, the level gets more high texture. That feels it's, like a yeah. last generation issue, man. That's weird. Yeah. It's, well, that was, let me was ask it? you a question because um, when the level first started, was everything dark, and then it started to get bright slowly for you? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because it was like thirty seconds before the everything was fully bright, and I was already running around. Yeah, it, it seems like there's it seems like they're streaming the effects. I don't know if that's the right term for it, but they're like the I guess to get the engine to work, they have to like slowly build it so it doesn't like lag everyone out at the same time. I don't know. Wasn't that a it problem that the really Unreal Engine, Unreal Three Engine, did the Unreal the Three Engine thing. had for the first couple of years it was out? Yeah, it was a major problem in Mass Effect. Yeah, like scenes Mass would Effect. load up and people wouldn't have textures for like. 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Like they were slowly, like, undimming the lights. They were just slowly <laughs> turning. I was like, I'm outside. Is it sunset? Oh, no, it's nighttime. No, now it's sunset. No, now it's bright. Now it's daylight. What the fuck? Because that's a proprietary engine, yeah? That's yeah. the yeah, Crytek engine Cry, or whatever? Cry engine 3. Yeah, Cry uh, engine 3. Yeah. Nice. I, admittedly, I have almost no interest in Crisis 2. Like, I don't have a whole lot in Bulletstorm. I have even less in Crisis 2. But that's just me. Yeah, you're not. I, I agree. Unless the reviews come out and they're all tens, I, I agree. With you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if all, even if Bulletstorm came out and got like perfect scores, I'd still be well, hesitant Bulletstorm, to play I, it. I <laughs> like Crisis Two, it's like, well, maybe the campaign will be different. Bulletstorm, I've already made up my mind. Yeah, nice. Well, one last game to talk about before we move into our other games. Um, I started playing Game Dev Story this week, and mm. Nick, you played it a few weeks ago, maybe. Um, I did. Maybe a month ago, even. Yeah, maybe a month ago, and. For those of you that don't know what Game Dev Story is, basically it's like 
you know, The Sims or something, but with like a game development studio. And you run it's like it's like roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, like roller coaster tycoon, that's a better way to put it. Then for but it's on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for the iPhone. And you pretty much you run a video game dev studio, you um, come up with new games, you do contract work, and then you try to just get better and better at making games. Eventually you hire more people and you start making tons of money and you can eventually make your own console if you want, which is pretty cool. And they do funny little parodies of everything that goes on in the industry. Like they have their own E3 and you can hire booth babes or a star. Um, they, you know, <laughs> Anthony is a little jealous, I think. They have an in-game virtual boy and it bombs. <laughs> yeah, they have the virtual boy. So much more than Angry Birds. <laughs> and it bombs. But yeah, and they have like funny little names for everything. It's like the Super IES and the Nintendo, you know, 64, like all this kind of stuff. But um, it's, it's isn't pre- it isn't the Genesis the Exodus? Yeah, it's it's the <laughs> yeah. Sanka Exodus. It's, it's so <laughs> and good. It's, and it, and it's the Sunny Play Status or something. Yeah, the Play yeah. Status. Yeah. But uh, it, so anyway, I started playing this game, and when Nick started playing it, I guess a month ago, you. You mentioned that it was like the first time you had sat there with an iPhone game and played it for like two to three hours straight. Yeah, and, like just sitting on the couch. Yeah, and I've never done anything like that either until Game Dev Story. Because like, because we've we've talked about it on a podcast before, I think, where we just talked about iPhone gaming or like portable gaming. I just don't, I just can't do it for very long. But then Game Dev Story, I downloaded it um, at work to play on break, and then. I got back from a break and I really wanted to play it more like at my desk. <laughs> like really bad. Just hide it under there. <laughs> like I really wanted to play it like at my desk. And and then I got home and I played it that night for about two and a half hours without doing anything else. Like uninterrupted. Just two and a half hours straight. And the only reason I stopped is because my iPhone ran out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's also the main reason that I started running out of batteries is after yeah. I started playing that game. Because I never I never had to charge my phone during the day. Yeah. Until yeah, until I started playing that game. It's a, the game is ridiculously addictive. Everything happens in really small segments. To develop a game um, in game time, it's like several weeks or several months even. Uh, depending on you know how, what your programming stuff is, but in real time, I think it's something like maybe fifteen, ten to fifteen minutes to develop a game, maybe less, maybe not even that, maybe yeah. not even. I that. think so. I it's, think less, yeah. maybe like eight, eight minutes, maybe. Yeah. So, and the process of developing the game is broken up into four chunks. Like first, they work on the fun, then they work on the graphics, then they work on the sound, and so you and you have to choose which of your programmers is going to work on it based on their stats, and you shouldn't choose the same programmer twice in a row. Um, so there's all kinds of things you can outsource it if you want to somebody else. Um, so the whole game is like super addictive and it works in really small chunks. Um, and so I've, I've been playing it like a ridiculous amount and it spans 20 years of, of life in this company that you work for. And it took me a little bit to get the hang of it, but now I've, I've, I've finally made my own console, um, which is the Sammy 64 for Sandwich Studios. And I have had several <laughs> popular games like Pooigi, and then mm-hmm. Pooigi, no, and then Two EG, mm-hmm. and then Three EG, and then I also had a dating, uh, an MMORPG dating game called Date huh. a Thing, <laughs> and then I had Loot World, which was an RPG, and then I had <laughs> Looter World. And then I had Loot World 64 when I released the same 64. <laughs> and then I want, I'm, I'm saving it so that the very last game I make before the 20 years is up is called Lootist World. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> but yeah, so it's it's pretty fun. Um, you know, I could sit here and talk about it forever, but I'm like so addicted to the game, and I've never been like that with with an iPhone game before, or maybe even like a a portable. Honestly, I hope they release like a sequel that has even more features and more things to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the game, someone on Twitter replied to me and and uh, described it as. Like it's you eventually hit a wall with game dev story, but it's a really fun trip to the wall. Yeah, you know? that's true. So uh, they are making a sequel, but they said it's not going to be releasing anytime soon. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I read that so they're they're going to lose fans because they're. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the thing. I think that's an inside joke for people who played the game. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, you gain fans by doing things like riding on the moon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that you can advertise on the moon. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cost ten million dollars. So gonna do that. It's very expensive. <laughs> it's probably not really worth it for the amount of game, the fans you gain. Yeah. I hope Cliffy B doesn't hear about that. It's <laughs> just gonna say "sup bitches" across the moon. <laughs> across the moon. All the way across the moon. Kind of like uh, in the Tick when Chairface tried to write his name on the moon, and yep. instead it just said "cha." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the series. Yeah. Yep, it's awesome. So smart. Yeah. But anyway, if you've got if you got an iPhone, you should play Game Dev Story because it it's only four bucks, and you know you might get you know two playthroughs out of it. I imagine I'll be done with it pretty soon, but um, I just really like it. And you know, hi- hiring people's fun. I have Steve Jobson. You know, I didn't name him like you, dude. Or, Steve Jobson is a fucking baller. Yeah, like his really stats are insane. <laughs> his stats are like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah, and then there's um, Walt oh, Sydney. Oh, yeah, Walt Sydney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he and he is sick as well. Yeah, Walt Sydney is disgusting. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, like just dis- disgustingly good. Yeah, at, at everything. Like his stats have, are like stacked. I have Vincent Van Grew, who's pretty good at art, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely recommend trying the game out. Um, if it, if you know anybody that has an iPhone, just buy it for them. <laughs> Anyway, now that I've ranted about that, I guess we can go ahead and move on to um, a game that Anthony actually prepared for us. We're going to do two games tonight. One's going to be like a quick one with Anthony, and then we have a slightly shortened version of the ones we normally do with Nick. Um, Are we going to call this Anthony's Quickie? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time to be called. (laughs) All right, so I guess, Anthony, if you wanted to explain this game that you've come up with. I will explain the game. Um, okay, well, um, I hope no one's read the new issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly because they have a retro review in here. And I read the review, and it was kind of um, interesting what they said. And I thought this would be a fun thing if I read the small little capsule reviews here, leaving out the details that would tell you maybe what the game is and have you guys guess to see if you could figure out what game this is. So, I'm not going to mention um, anything that would give it away. I'll just tell you this game is from the 1990s. That's Mm. all I'll tell you. Okay. All right, here we go. Never before have I seen a game with this much depth and detail. Few RPGs, or I'm giving you that one, can hope to have the emotional draw (laughs) this one has. The graphics and sound blow away all other RPGs. This is the new standard. Uh, If you've ever wanted an epic story and lots of hidden things to find, this game is a must. It's almost a 10. It's going to be near impossible to top this. Okay, here's the next capsule. Forget every other RPG out there. 
The studio has produced a killer RPG that few companies will ever be able to match. It has everything. Stunning graphics, incredible music, and so many twists and turns to the plot that you could just play forever. And heck, why not? The interface is superb, and you really do get involved with the game. Welcome to the new standard of role-playing games. Uh, this is quite possibly the best role-playing game I have ever played. From beginning to end, the game's intricate and evolving storyline will keep RPG fans playing this from hours on end. It has some of the most beautiful graphics and music in any video game. It's going to be tough to beat this game out for RPG of the Year. And this is the last one. If you don't already get the picture, this is the RPG to get. If you're a fan of the genre, you'll die for it. If you've never played one, it will draw you in. What makes it so special? From the movie-like intro to the beautifully woven story, it is as good as it gets. There are awesome tunes accompanying the story, and the graphics are great. If you don't get the hint, get this game. What game is it? Eddie? Are the, were those all for one review or from separate reviews? Those are all for small capsule reviews. Huh. Like reviewing one game for people, just little small capsules. Yeah. Jeez. It's one of two games. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say, I'm going to say Chrono Trigger. Okay. Jeff? That's my, that's my guess, but. Oh, I, man, see the nineties were, were when I wasn't really playing games that much. So I don't know. Halo out. Combat Evolved. <sighs> that. No, uh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Uh, Chrono Trigger sounds good to me. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Everybody <laughs> can't just pick Chrono Trigger. Fine. Final Fantasy VII. There you go. No. <laughs> okay. So I, I, okay. I thought it was six at first. And then when it said cinematic opening, I thought it was seven. And I don't know which one it is. <laughs> it's great, great graphics, great music. See, twists and turns that make that makes it seem like six almost, like emotional roller. Six has a really cool opening thing. Yeah, yeah, see that too. And at the time, they wouldn't know that things get more cinematic. <laughs> so, like, well, and the fact that they called them tunes to me doesn't seem like it would be yes, something I'm that go stepped with up. Final Fantasy six. I feel like it's got to be in the in that three. Uh, Anthony, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. Okay, well, the winner is Nick. Yes! Whoa. The reason the reason I wanted to do this is because when I was reading the review, I was like, this is exactly what they said about Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. All these probably. things are what they said about 7, and I was like, so when, 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 when people like me who, you know, played games early, you know, played the original Final Fantasies, and then 7 came out, and everyone was like, oh my god, have you heard about this? You're just like, that's why we're like, fuck you, we know about it. <laughs> you know what, so, it was the it was the the emotional journey thing like because because I, I just thought of the the opera house and i was just like that yeah it's gotta be that it's got to be that yeah it just it, as i was reading the reviews i was like this sounds just like what they said about final fantasy 7 i was like this is amazing mm-hmm. so i thought that'd be a fun thing for you guys to guess good try okay. nice try on the corner trigger though no it, it's it's pretty funny like yeah i'd be curious to you know, because we talked before the podcast that maybe we do this a couple of times. Um, it, it'd be interesting to hear other like retro reviews to hear what like, and then it'll be the same thing ten years from now when it's like Ugh, this Mass Effect Two review thought that games yeah. couldn't get better storytelling. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. look at this, so They're, ridiculous. Look, they have two player choices here. You could be good or bad. Nowadays, you have fifteen. <laughs> you can be chaotic neutral, or you know. <laughs> well, I mean, well, the fact that they called the music tunes to me told me exactly what era it was. Yeah, yeah. it yeah it did, but it said music a few times too. That's all. I was like, well, I don't know. This guy they talked old. about the mode seven graphics. <laughs> 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 that was a quick bit of a, a quick edit that I didn't expect to have to do there. <laughs> yeah, because oh, then we, we would have been like. 
Hmm. With 24 <laughs> megs of muscle. That's the one. <laughs> I was like, I better draw that one out. 24 megs of muscle. What was yeah. the 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 Star Fox engine? The 3D FX or virtual FX? Yeah, the FX microchip. The FX microchip, yeah. The FX new FX microchip or whatever it was that uh, Vector Man had that they made a big deal about. Oh, oh, dude, yeah. Vector Man was so freaking good. It was, but it didn't have some proprietary thing that they were making like yeah. a huge deal about, and I can't remember. It was like the Geometry Engine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because like everything was like th- super 3D. Like, yeah. But it wasn't really 3D, but they said it was, you know? Yeah, uh, Yeah. hold on. Um, no, nothing like technology that requires an extra chip in the cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so did anyone else have a 32X add-on? No. 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 Tower no. Power. I don't think anybody did. I did. No, I did. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. You were the one? I was I the think, one. I think did anyone have a Sega CD? I, I rented one. I have one now. I didn't have one I then. rented a Sega CD one time. Yeah, I played like Willy Beamish, Sewer Shark, and something Sewer else. Shark. It's all about Sewer Shark, dude. See, I never had a Genesis. when I, We had a... Jeff, Super stop Super. failing. I, dude, we had a Nintendo you, and we had a Super Nintendo. Are you going to say that the, the, your neighbor kid uh, stole your second <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I was a Nintendo fanboy, I guess, when I was a kid. Hey, what happens first? Jeff gets a Genesis or finishes Mass Effect 2. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm now sorry. Jeff's going to leave the podcast. And Jeff is just silent in rage. <laughs> the opposite of last week. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, yeah, like this... I remember we used to rent we used to rent consoles all the time. Like we'd rent, um, we rented the PlayStation a bunch. We rented the Sega Saturn a few times because I remember Blockbuster used to rent consoles for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, you get yeah. the suitcase, you take it home. Yeah, dude, but you had to put down like a five hundred dollar deposit. Yeah, like a credit. Yeah, and then your mom would be a nervous wreck. Don't drop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we move on, I just want to acknowledge that. Since Nick always makes the games, Nick actually won this game. So congratulations, Yay. Nick! Yay. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's not fair. He's a game runner, so I think that <laughs> instantly that counts against him. All right, cool. Well, I guess uh, Nick, if you want to jump into your game for what we're playing this week, yeah. So this week we're gonna do um, grades. We haven't played that in a while, so I feel like it will be a pretty good thing. Um, if you don't remember how to play this game, I uh, say uh, I ask you a question, and then you use the Gamer Sushi Grade Scale to determine your answer, and then we can get further into it and, and talk about it more or whatever. But that's basically the game. So I predict f- that I'm going to get an S. <laughs> I'm going to give my answers only in the games that have the corresponding grade I want to give. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're going to, I guess let's start it off. Let's, let's uh, pick up the discussion from earlier. Um, Grade your excitement, your excitement for the NGP PSP two. Oh, now I'm glad I saved my thought. Start with Eddie. I want to say a, okay, Mitch. Uh, D. Chef. F. Snap. Anthony. A. Ooh. Okay. I guess start with Jeff since he gave it the worst grade. I mean, I'm so not Jeff. Why do you why do you hate the PSP two? Do you hate the PSP two? I'm not going to get one. Else? I mean, I can I can tell you that safely now. I'm not going to get one. 
I just have no desire to buy it. I uh, am perfectly happy with having what portable gaming I want to do on my iPhone. Like, you know, how we were talking about um, never wanting to sit on a portable for that long. I feel like the iPhone sort of tops out what I want to do with, with portable, where like maybe I'd sit for half an hour. And even recently, I've gotten kind of tired of that. So like a portable system that has games that are meant to be played for 12 hours or 30 hours like to finish, as opposed to just something casual where you can play it for like two minutes and you, you can stop. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't appeal to me at all. Like I, I actually would rate the 3DS about the same. I'm not going to buy either one of those, man. So it has nothing to do with the NGP. It's just... Literally no excitement about portable gaming. <laughs> yeah. I can respect okay. that. Okay, Mitch. I give Jeff a C for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I give Eddie an F for his face. I give Jeff Ooh. a Halo Legends. So <laughs> 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 oh, I, I guess yeah, you want to hear from me. I went with, uh, I went with Crackdown 2 on this one because I, I acknowledge that it's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we were reading your reviews can you please translate that for us fine i went Jeez. with an epic <laughs> oh <laughs> no i i admit it's it's a cool system and it seems like it's gonna be really neat i mean the fact that it can render the cutscenes from metal gear solid 4 at uh 20 frames per second is is really cool but i'm just i'm not excited for to buy one like the thought of buying one didn't even enter into my head i just um not interested Oh, that's I, I I understand. Um, Eddie, do you want to take this, and then Anthony, you can follow up with why you two love it, and it's your favorite system ever. <laughs> well, the re- the reason I the reason I gave it an A is what's funny is when I I haven't been excited about it at all, and until like today when I started looking at stuff, because the thing about the 3ds, like I really want a 3ds, but the more I think about it, the more I get worried that like, okay, after that 3D gimmick wears off, what am I going to feel about the system? You know. How how am I going to feel about it? And right, and I feel like for Sony's thing, you know, they're I, I I'm a little worried that they're put that they're putting all their eggs in like how powerful and how sexy the thing is, but that to me doesn't wear off the way a 3D gimmick could. Um, and really, Nintendo's just topping a bunch of old 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 games. I, I can't think of a single new game that I'm excited about for the 3DS. Um, whereas like the NGP like has Seems like it could have really cool functionality, really awesome games. So I actually got a lot more excited about it just from today reading about it. Well, and also like the 3DS has the 3D feature. The the NGP has you know like we we're talking the touchpad on the back and the touchscreen and like there's there it, it seems like there are a couple other gameplay mechanics that they can they have a little bit more room to play with those mechanics. Yeah, exactly. So. Like, like, because I remember when the DS came out, it was kind of like, man, what are they going to? When those games started coming out that really understood what you could do with the DS, is when the DS got so awesome. Um, the 3DS, you can't really do a whole lot more. You, yeah, it's just the DS. It's just with the 3D. DS with 3D. Yeah. With more so, <laughs> so I'm guessing in like maybe a year to two years, you'll start to see that with the NGP, where it's like games that really know how to utilize that stuff could be very cool. So anyway, yeah. That's kind of kind of the same thing. Like, um, you know, one of the ways I maintain street cred of not being a total Sony fanboy uh, is I don't like the PSP uh, at all. <laughs> and um, but this and like to be uh, fair, no one does. <laughs> and you own one. 
Yeah. Not anymore, right? Yeah, not anymore. I sold it. Oh, okay. Good man. Um, but, yeah, when um, they were going to announce the PSP2 or NGP or whatever, I was like, eh, you know, whatever. And then I saw the details of it, and I was like, oh, well, it's, you know, like I said, it's got the best of what everything else has, but also on top of it, it's saying, but we also have the best graphics. So I think that's kind of what they're going for is like, look, if you like the iPhone, if you like the DS, you know, you can do the touch screen, you can do all this stuff too with us, but we've got the pretty graphics too. So I think that's, yeah, you know, what, like you say, they're hitching their horse to it in addition to all that other stuff. But just the fact that it has the potential to do those kinds of quirky, crazy games that the DS and the yeah, iPhone in addition, can do. Yeah. In it, yeah, in addition, that's what makes me go, oh, you've got my attention, you know, and now I'm just going to sort of sit back and wait and see. Yeah, I was not so expecting multi, like, multi-touch like functionality like at all. Right, so. exactly. I probably still won't buy one, but um, yeah. I'm definitely looking at it. I'm, I'm, instead of ignoring it from now on, which is what <laughs> I was going to do, and now I'm going yeah. to pay attention with new news about it. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Um, <clears throat> grade them making Heavy Rain the movie. Start with Mitch. Uh, I think I'll give that a D. Okay. Uh, yeah, D. Jeff? A. Ooh. Anthony? S. Eddie? C. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anthony, you. Uh, why is it going to be... Anthony went all in on that one. Time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I've seen... Deadwood, and I've seen John from Cincinnati, and David Milch is awesome. And if he's going to do the Heavy Rain movie, then I am all fucking in, as David Milch would say. Weren't you excited about an Uncharted movie, and we've seen how that's kind of gone now? Well, no, I was excited about an Uncharted movie until they announced who was doing it, which we've now found out that's not necessarily true. Mm. But I wasn't excited about a Heavy Rain movie until I found out that David Milch will be doing it, because David Milch is awesome. So... It's it's directly because of him. If David Milch leaves the project and some other Brett Ratner comes in, I will not be excited. But <laughs> Brett Ratner. David Milch said it, uh, I, am, Ratner. I am all about it because I love Deadwood. I love John from Cincinnati. That guy's awesome. I'll see anything he does. So yes, nice. I'm, I'm in. Jeff, you same boat. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because David O. Russell and David Milch are both kind of wild card choices for video game movies. I mean. Mm-hmm. If, if you had told me a couple days ago that David Milch would even be interested in doing that, I would have laughed in your face. That's, that, that is kind of a strange career, career choice for him. But, because you know, he, he definitely seems to follow his muse. And like, uh, <laughs> Deadwood was expensive to make and was only planned for four seasons. And they still ended it after three seasons because he got excited about John from Cincinnati. Like, it wasn't just that it was expensive, it was also that he got really excited about John from Cincinnati and wanted to focus on that. And I mean, I know Anthony likes it, but I think a lot of people hated it. A lot of people hated it because it was the death of Deadwood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually watched John from Cincinnati before I saw Deadwood, so that's why I like it. Uh, okay, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He, he's he definitely is very idiosyncratic, or whatever that word is. Um, idiosyncratic. <laughs> idiosyncratic. Idiosyncratic. There you go. Jinx. <sighs> he follows his muse. He does his own thing. So yeah, I mean, he he could also. But the other thing is, heavy rain story wise not as good as Uncharted story-wise. That's why I kind of gave it like a C because I was like, I feel like Heavy Rain as a one and a half hour movie that you sit and watch is a B movie. You know, it, what makes Heavy Rain great is that it's got a great atmosphere and it's got some great gameplay mechanics. I just, I think it's pretty much every movie you've seen ever 
but as a game, it's it's something special. So I kind of give it a C. I'm not going to down on it, but at the same time, I'm going to be like, okay, we'll see what happens. I would so. agree with you. I think he's the kind of guy that can elevate the script and the story, though. Yeah. So. See, I've never seen anything he's done, so it's all that. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of divorced. I'm kind of divorced from that. So I understand. Yeah. I understand your lack of enthusiasm. Yeah. Watch Deadwood and be forever changed. <laughs> Mitch. Uh, I my answers were kind of taken. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, the, the weakest part of Heavy Rain was the story, so that was kind of why I was like, yeah, on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I never saw Deadwood, but apparently I need to. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can you can already assume they're going to throw out huge chunks of whatever happened in the game. Yeah. I hope right. they bring back that psychic connection between Ethan Mars and Scott Shelby. That was that was <laughs> pretty hope, cool. I hope they take out the rain, honestly. Or they made it a light rain. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they take out the part where you have to take care of the baby. <laughs> that Why would, is it so heavy? Is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> <laughs> See, that would just be like kind of a Hollywood thing to do, be like, <laughs> like heavy rain is no longer going to have any rain in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're changing everyone's names for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I feel like the uh, here's and here's the thing because one of the things that that I that was awesome about heavy rain and um, I totally forgot about when we were talking about our moments of the year is the part where you have to cut off your own finger. Yes. Oh yeah. And it, it was absolutely incredible. But I feel like that <laughs> moment totally works because it's a you choice. have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because you're not you're not watching somebody else do it. You have to cut off your own finger. Yeah, and like, you're not yeah, you're not just making a choice to cut it off. You have to push the buttons that make him mm-hmm. do it, you know. Yes. Like as he yeah. does it. Yes. Or like drive backwards down the highway or crawl through an electrified fence or yeah. Right. It's because you were things. doing those actions that made it incredible. Yeah, and or like fight for your life in some dude's basement. Like, you know, you can it's happening choose, to you. You can choose what you're going to cut your finger off with, and like a true video game nerd, I picked up every single thing in that room and I set them all down on the table. I did the same you know, thing. Yeah, like <laughs> in real life, you would just grab something and you'd be like, "Okay, this is it." But me, I was like, "Ooh, look, a rusty knife. Let's see. Ooh, I got this. I got that." I was like, "Ooh, collectathon." <laughs> well, I grabbed everything I could just because I wanted to see, you know, what my options were, and then I was like, yeah. "Okay, which of these will not suck the most?" Yeah. <laughs> I just picked up the first thing and cut my finger off. I think it was like a rusty butcher knife. <laughs> I don't even remember what I use now. So basically it sounds like for the movie to be a success, it has to be like Aaron Sorkin writing the social network and making Facebook interesting. Yes. Yeah. Because let's be honest, there's no way you can make a Facebook movie interesting. Except obviously there is. Yeah. Like, I mean... You say it aloud, and it's like, no, that's untrue. There's no way anybody could ever do that. But well, somebody you, you did that. Focus on the the relationships between the people and the things they go through instead of just like Facebook, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, what's so crazy to me about the Facebook movie, and I don't want to get off on a huge tangent about it, but mm-hmm. that it's it's a room of people sitting in a room in rooms talking for mm-hmm. two hours, and it's enthralling. It's an, it's amazing. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. score helps because yeah. the dialogue is incredible. Yeah. The dialogue is incredible, yeah. the, and the, the sound the soundtrack is one of yeah, the yeah soundtrack is so good. The pacing yeah. is is also what makes the movie. It doesn't let you down. Like if it yeah. let if it would have let you down, you would have really felt it. Like you you would have been like but yeah oh, because God, of how thought like because Facebook. of how meticulously it's paced. Yeah yeah. That if they, they had botched 
anything around about the last act i feel like yeah you totally would have felt it more than most movies mm-hmm. and the crackling dialogue i mean you can you can sit there and talk for two hours but you'd sit there and have a three-hour movie where no one where all you do is talk as long as the dialogue is that good yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah well, the, I, the opening scene i yeah. mean is like one of the like i i, I was i was floored by yeah. how amazing the dialogue is in the open scene like it got me immediately it was yeah crazy. that, that yeah. scene is like 10 pages in the script it just goes by and they like, shot it double speed. 99 times yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. are you serious because well, yeah. david fincher's like like notorious about doing oh yeah he's super take meticulous. after take after take after take and the reason they the reason all of them remembered it was 99 is because he was like hey guys good good job we're not going to do 100 <laughs> like that was the reason he cut it off yeah yeah you know someone would be like oh my god we did like 100 takes of that and he's like no you exaggerate we only did 99 yeah well, you know, I feel like I can safely say David Milch is a writer on the level of Aaron Sorkin like those guys are I actually That's agree with that because the, the dialogue in Deadwood is my favorite and it's, yeah. you know, it's set in this like it's, it's a western but I mean it's sort of like it's almost like poetry, the things these people say. Yeah, people always cite the dialogue in Deadwood as the yeah, best they thing. Do. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's got a rhythm to it that just, like, it sounds great. So, yeah. Nice. I'm cool. excited. All right, well, next. Next. Okay, guys, uh, the last question is um, grade direct-to-drives rental system. We saw uh, Eddie wrote an article about this on the site this week, and so I thought I would – there were some, you know, user responses – but I thought I would want to see what you guys thought about it. So we're going to start with Jeff. Uh, I think B. Okay. Anthony? Well, I was going to say B too. So <laughs> I'll say I'll say A. What the fuck? Okay. Eddie? I'm, B was mine too. I'm just going to roll with it. Okay, Mitch? Uh, I'll go with A because B was already taken twice and that was going to be my <laughs> answer. So everyone's pretty positive about this. Yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty good to me. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I, no I wouldn't it. use it. That's the thing. That that's the only reason I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, because it's you know, this it's not going to be for Mac, um, and I don't. Well, most of these games need two mouse buttons, anyways. Oh, <laughs> oh man, there's an oldie. It just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nice to hear Problem? the classics again. You know, that's why I couldn't finish Mass Effect Two because I didn't have two mouse buttons. <laughs> But weren't yes. you playing it on the 360? I don't get it. N- no. no. <laughs> That's the other reason why I can't finish it. I keep this is putting just it going on. This is just, <laughs> just, <laughs> I just have a little image of Jeff doing that. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell, Bioware? <laughs> why you don't make games for Mac? No, but I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I hate you all. You know, so much. No. I think in theory, $5 to download a game and get to play it for a little while, little while and put that money towards actually owning it, that's a badass idea. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, I wish you could do that for, like, just think if you could do that on the 360. Like, go on Xbox Live, pay five bucks for the demo, and then, like, you could download the full um, download version just by paying for the, the difference. How cool would that be, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. even even like GameFly, you pay seventeen bucks a month to rent one game, and if you keep it, you you don't get that seventeen bucks back. Like you no, still you paid credit. Yeah. seventeen plus what it cost you to keep the game. Yeah, you, you could know. actually end up like so you don't even really think about it. You could end up paying more than than retail yeah, for it. For certain, you probably games. will unless you like fly through games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's actually why I got rid of GameFly because I would try to I'd feel pressure to play the game that I rented, and uh, my 
games that I owned were just sitting there laughing at me. Yeah, yeah I got so rid of GameFly too. That was my. That was that was ultimately part of why I did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, then. No, that, but, it, but the fact that you, the money you put towards it goes towards it. I mean, that's. I mean, who who would have who would dare have an issue with that? Well, and it's a it's a very small fee. I mean, five bucks. Most I, I know that there are red boxes that do cheaper game rentals, but um, you know, like Blockbuster, they still they rent games for nine dollars. So five dollars to me for five hours of play time, and it goes towards buying the game if you want to buy it. To me, is just you know I can't for in, in terms of PC solutions to running games, I can't think of a better one. Well, you could also spread out that five hours. I'm sure. I mean, it doesn't yeah. say if it expires. So yeah. say you pay five dollars, you could play that for a month technically. You know, just doing like yeah over the course of a month, right? Yeah. It, yeah. That's one of the, that's why I don't like blockbuster or you know any brick and mortar thing because if you rent it if you pay nine dollars and you get it for like a week or five days whatever yeah, it is, you better play like, it that week you better effing <laughs> play it oh you're sick you don't feel good too bad get in there and turn the it on you need to play it you know that's why i don't like that so i mean i i think if they can get the right selection of titles oh, yeah that's um, kind of why i gave it a b right now it's yeah it, like yeah because it doesn't say it's only launching with like a handful of games. Yeah, and games that aren't too crazy. So it, to me, it seems like you can't even get a gauge on how this would work unless you have some high profile. Like if you had a Black Ops, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Because the thing is, like, you could you could beat Black Ops in that five hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. True. If they can't, well, you know, if they can't get the games, it'll be dead on arrival. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. If people don't aren't aren't even excited about the possibilities there, I'm, I think it would be great if it convinces people that it's a viable option instead of piracy. But yeah, I mean, that that's a whole other thing, like psychologically why people pirate stuff in the first place. So yeah, the whole thing about like when, I think we've probably talked about this before, but when Radiohead offered free download, like pay what you want mm-hmm. and still like 2 million people pirated it. Right. Even I mean, though they could have paid nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. They, they, they could pay, they could have paid nothing on the Radiohead website, but they still went to the torrent websites mm-hmm. because that's, that's just how they got. get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those people I want to say are assholes. <laughs> I mean, part of part of what convinced me, like I, I used to, yeah, through all throughout college, I downloaded huge gigabytes well, yeah, of music college, yeah. constantly, yeah. and and I even still kept it up for a couple years after I graduated until I realized that the online options, like if you go to Amazon. The MP3 store on there, they have albums for like $2.99. Once I started seeing that, I was like, it's actually ridiculous for me to not be willing to spend $2.99 for something that I'm going to listen to, you know, a dozen times even. Like even even if I only listen to an album a handful of times, $2.99 is nothing to worry about. And that that's really like part of what helped convince me is that like, you know, I got a little older, I started making uh, a little bit better money, and I could see that, like, I wanted to spend the money that I was making on something, and it wasn't a big deal to spend a small amount. So that's, I think that's part of the issue, is that for some folks, they just need to come up with, like, that killer app that, that hits that right price point, that's convenient, that, that shows them, hey, you know, I, I love this thing, I can actually support it by throwing a couple dollars their way and feel good about it, you know? Like, that's what's great about Steam a lot of the time, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, we're, we're decent people. I mean, you know, we, look, I love a good deal as much as everybody, you know, but I mean, I want to also support the, the art that I like, you know? And mm. so I'm, I'm, all, I'm fine with, you know, like, paying money. Like, when the Radiohead thing came out, I paid a dollar for it, and then when it came out in stores, you know, like, in, like I what, a year later or something like that? I bought the CD. I have the physical copy too, you know? So, you know. Yeah, I no, I, I definitely like, uh, I love the IT crowd. 
but for a while, it wasn't actually possible to watch it legitimately in the U.S. Yeah. And so I downloaded it. Um, but once it finally started coming out on DVDs, and the DVDs were like 10 bucks a pop, I was like, shit, yeah, I've seen all this, but I want to own it and support it. Socialist. Yeah. Socialist. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you want days off of work, too. Oh, there it is. On, on that note, I think we should end the game. Yeah. Um, and the I think cast. everybody did well. Uh, wait, who won? Hold on. I had Eddie got an Uncharted 2. Hold on, stop. Eddie Mitch would have won. Mitch would have won if he went all Ds. Because it would have <laughs> been triple D. It would have been funny. See, I almost win every week, but then I just like slightly, <laughs> slightly fail and lose everything. Kind of like wor- it's worse than losing. <laughs> I feel like Anthony was a little bit too posy. I feel like Jeff went F and <laughs> posy. F- posy. He was yeah, well, it was he A S A. Jeff went F and A, which I felt was the strongest because I love the extreme. But then he went A S A. Oh, can I change it to a the last one to an S so I can have ass? But then Jeff went B, and I was like, eh. So nobody wins. What did I do? A C B. You were kind of whatever about it. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yep. Okay. I won. Eddie wins. Eddie wins because he he spelled Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Nice. All right. Well, we'll just wrap this up the real way. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we've all got Twitter things. Follow GamerSushi, twitter.com slash GamerSushi. I'm twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. Please rate and review the podcast. We would heart you. On uh, iTunes. Yes, on iTunes. <laughs> no, just, just, rate, just rate it at your house. Just, uh, just yeah. walk down the street and tell a hobo. Just like, write, it on, <laughs> write it on your refrigerator. Dude, four and a half stars, hobo. That's how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Maybe it's the Golden Voice hobo, and he can hook us up with a recording deal. Nice. Then uh, didn't he like go to rehab and then quit rehab? Did yeah, he? he's best friends with Charlie Sheen now. Oh, oh. there it is. Oh, okay. Who's right. next on the Twitter train? Uh, Twitter.com/slash/AnthonyTaylor underscore. I'm Twitter.com/slash/unsquare. Uh, Twitter.com/slash/Mitch, but with a seven instead of a T. Uh, Twitter.com/slash/NickCamardo. All right. Bye. Thanks Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks a lot, bitches. (laughs) 